Hello, Tune In listeners. This is Tune In Radio for your mind, body, and soul, and I am your host, Keila Parkinson. And today, as every week, we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is mindfulness. And you may be wondering what mindfulness is. Maybe you have come across us on WVLP, our host station, or perhaps you're listening to the podcast version on Anchor or your favorite app. And so if that's the case, you have somehow found this one drop in the ocean of the Sea of Mindfulness podcast. So congratulations on that. And today we're going to be talking about somebody who's not used to being on radio as much as he's used to being in front of a camera. So I think that his amazing personality is going to shine through. And someone I've mentioned on the show from some other things he's done, and that is Mr. Ben Hollis of Chicago fame at WTTW and many other places. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you, Keila. Great to be here. Great to have you on the show. I I played in a previous episode, and I'm not sure if it's in one of our podcast recordings, but I believe it was in 2019. I played an episode of Humans Anonymous, which was so good. Humans Anonymous is one of my faves, and listeners, you can catch that on YouTube. And I said we were going to start somewhere else, but, you know, the show is organic, so I didn't set you up for this. Surprise, Ben, we're going to talk about Humans Anonymous first. I love that. That's great. (laughs) We need it. We need it. And so um, one of my favorite things about this is that it's Humans Anonymous, which is hilarious. It's this great kind of just sort of like pantheon of 12-step, right? And it's and you start off by saying, hi, I'm Ben and I'm human. And then voices off camera go, hi, Ben, which is hilarious. And then it, it abbreviates to ha. So this is very perfect, Ben Hollis. And so uh, tell us a little bit about Humans Anonymous and how it really is so apropos to you as a human. Well, um, I have uh, I have benefited. I've been the great recipient of um, a lot of wisdom through the twelve steps, uh, generally associated with uh, with AA. And I, you know, uh, there's their traditions, so I don't say I'm part of anything in particular. But I've just learned a lot, and it always occurred to me that. It was sort of unfair that all the wisdom I got mm. was only for for me. No, everybody mm. could benefit from this stuff. And uh, a lot of people say who don't, they, they simply don't know what's what's possible in these groups. Uh, will stay away because they just they they can't know. So I thought, what what's a way? What a, what what what's a way that uh, this some of this information could be disseminated by me and by some kind of fun video? And I like doing fun things, mm. so I thought, um, well, let's begin with uh, number one. If there if if there was a program called Humans Anonymous, <laughs> what what would be step one? What would be the thing like Alcoholics Anonymous? They they say. You know, we're powerless over alcohol, and our lives have become unmanageable. So, mm. what would a, what would any human being claim to be powerless over if they had the courage to even say that? Because that's that's not easy to say either. It's a good question. What I, what I came up with was, um, uh, I'm powerless over wanting everything my way. Mm. That's that's the human dilemma. That really is. And, and it's the human path to uh, despair mm-hmm. if if I don't wake up to that and realize not going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just it's despairing and it's it's uh, it's a losing battle. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I, I kind of went with that, and also I noticed and and, and loved what what you pointed out. Humans Anonymous. Uh, uh, the short is H-A. Ha! And, uh, and, and the, one of the many slogans I've come up with to try to encapsulate it is, uh, so, oh, shoot, now I can't think of it. <laughs> I have so many, they're so confused. But one of them is, since 2 million B.C. or something. Yes, right. Yes. When the human beings yes. first appeared. I'm going I'm to have to adjust that because... I think now I'm looking at more like only 70,000 years ago, Homo sapien 
Come on, we're homo sapiens. That's right, so. that's right. So it's not all of humanity, yeah. Right. <laughs> Our okay. specific weird maybe, breed. Maybe Neanderthals wanted yeah. everything their way, too. I'm, I'm sure they did. Well, yeah, I don't think there was any conflict with that with Neanderthals. I think that's the difference, right? Like, right? Yeah. Neanderthals were like, no, of course it's all my way. I club you, you club me. This is how, this is how, this is all there is. Yeah. 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 It's a crazy club. It's the evolution part that's given us the uh, trouble, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking a lot about this, as you can tell. But else, and then, and then I thought, okay, what what forum do I use to bring this out? And um, I thought, well, what if it's just uh, me? Look at you know a video of a guy who appears to be in the middle of a meeting. Yes. And uh, and, and it's and it's the guy's share, and that's all it is. So it's flanked by. Hi, Ben, and thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah. And like anything in between is, is the sharing of the guy uh, played by me. And I just, and then I can just talk about anything I want. Yeah. I edit it, I edit it up all like, like, like crazy as much as I want. I try to remember to keep it short. But uh, thank you for bringing that up again because I haven't made a fresh one in a while. There, there are maybe 20 of them or so on the Welcome to Humans Anonymous YouTube site. And uh, I'm delighted that you, uh, you got to see that. It's so fun. It's so fun. You know, and it's uh, so it's a it's a channel that you don't spend a lot of time on, right? Like you said, you haven't made one in a while. You don't do a lot of media push for it, right? But it's it's so worth going to. And so, is the channel called Humans Anonymous? Remind me well, of that. Welcome to Humans. Welcome Anonymous. to Humans Anonymous on YouTube. And so it's very very funny. There's one called OK Boomer that I just thought was great. It was really insightful. It was funny, right? Like it's you know I'm Gen X, right? I'm that little that new sandwich generation that's like you know our our whole claim to fame is bad clothes and slack right so like, <laughs> like there's like nothing cool about it really lucky, you. <laughs> lucky me yeah <laughs> and so you know it's so i totally get that because i'm getting into that place where it's like i'm also going these millennials and then i'm also like okay boomer and so it just it was very funny to me because i see yeah. you having that push and pull in your head right that was really mm -hmm. great so i i you know it's it's apt it's insightful and i think that too it's something that people can relate to and that's one thing that we're all also going to talk about today, which is the way that you get people to think about themselves through your own self-reflection, which I love this. So I want to say um, two th I, I had told Ben we're going to start off talking about uh, the favorite, our favorite word of the year, actually the dictionary's favorite word of the year. And I believe that, um, I'm not sure which dictionary released this. I know I got it as a push from my dictionary.com app, and I think that that is Encyclopedia Britannica. So I'm not sure though. People can correct me if you if you know the correct answer to that one. Um, but the the word for 2020, drum roll, no. unprecedented, right? <laughs> my, my word nerd hashtag. We, we love words, right? And yeah. um, and so unprecedented, surprise, surprise, like you said. And you were talking about how you for you this word has a deeper meaning so let's use that yeah. as sort of a segue into this film of yours that's new that we're going to talk about in even more depth today tell me about your relationship to the word unprecedented oh my well <laughs> hmm. Hmm. you were telling me about how you had oh, this I, film yeah. idea right I, yeah I, I, I know I have to I just don't worry I'll just keep yammering I'm good at that part <laughs> don't be afraid of dead air folks. yeah <laughs> not dead it's not though it's not right there's so much to it I mean a pregnant pause is pregnant is pregnant with something <laughs> so I guess okay I'll just just like throw myself in because here's you know the tendency is to, is to want to get it Get the perfect outline yes. all, all in my head before I say the first word. It's not going to happen. So this, this is not... Not a, an unscripted interview, right? Yeah. It, it, it's unscripted, so let's keep it that way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, unprecedented to me, uh, the first word I thought of was special. Mm. And um, and I learned uh, over some time, well, I'll, I'll just back up and say, like, Nothing was more important to me than being special mm. growing up, being a kid. Everybody's like that. Who doesn't want to be special? Want to stand out um, and all that stuff. Now, for me, I found that uh, specialness 
eventually became a liability because mm. it separated by definition it separated me from people and it started to morph into I'm specialer than you. Right. I'm more special. I'm, I'm more better. Yes. Oh, I know what I'm doing with language here. Yeah, okay? yeah, I know. <laughs> He's doing it on purpose, kids. I can break the rules because I was an English That's writer. right. So, uh, but it was, you know, it was actually harming me. It had outgrown its usefulness. It might have saved my life as a little kid and given me self-esteem right. and all this stuff. But now it was separating me and making me think I was better than people or less than. Sometimes some kind of specialness is actually being worse than anybody else. Also deadly and basically a lie, an illusion. So, um, the, I mean, the, so the movie, well, we, we were talking about that the word being the word of the year. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? I was uh, thinking of a title for a series of interviews, one-on-one -on -one interviews with people, based on the series of interviews I've been doing for decades called, What's It Like to Be You? In fact, I did one at the um, at the Acorn Theater mm. uh, about, I don't know, five, five, six years ago. And it's, it's predicated on the concept that everybody, everybody is unique. Everybody has a story to tell. We all do. And so I thought, how wonderful to take that word unprecedented, which many people are also tisk tisk. They're sick of that word. Yes, they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> as as a as a, a, a modifier for the times mm -hmm. in which we live. But unprecedented in my case with this series would be that the person I'm speaking with is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to get to. And um and that's just the, that's just a matter of fact. We all know that. We all know that nobody will come after us, or nobody has come before us. That's exactly like us. And then I said, and if you really want to blow your mind, that's only partially true, mm -hmm. or it's, it's true. And there's also another truth, and they run side by side. And that is, there's only one of us here anyway. You know? Like, yeah. Right. We're all the we're same. We're all one. <laughs> <laughs> And they're both true at the same time, and put that in your pipe uh, and smoke it. So you know? weird, right? Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. So, so weird. How, and how does this relate to the movie? Mm. Do you want me to go into Yes, that? do, please. Yeah, so I made a movie during this COVID period, which I can tell more about, like, how that came about. But the movie is an exploration beginning with my own unprecedentedness, you know, my <laughs> own, just me, my story. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the palette I have to work with. So uh, I dared go into that, even though I was fearful that it might look too navel-gazingly narcissistic and self-indulgent and all that stuff. But the guidance I got was keep going, keep going. And I did. And you know what? There was also a great deal of joy and pleasure in it. Mm. And I trusted that. So I went forward. And the wild thing is, is that the, the movie and the journey took me to places that proved I wasn't a narcissist. Um, at least not clinically. At least not, <laughs> not as clinically. That's important. That's not demonstrated <laughs> by some major figures in our in our yeah. um, in our <laughs> in our world all over the place yeah <laughs> yeah all over the place mm -hmm. um so um i i my my line this line came to me i said i had to make a movie about myself in order to find out that i wasn't a narcissist the irony right yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so that's, that's that's i'll take a pause there if there's anything you want to jump in with I think that's a good place to take a pause. I'll do a really quick uh, listener break here, a station identification break. Tuner, listeners, you are tuned in to Tune In, radio for your mind, body, and soul at WVLP 103.1 FM in Valparaiso, Indiana, streaming live around the world at WVLP.org. You can also find our show at anchor.fm slash tune in mindful radio. 
Today's show is underwritten in part by Unity of Northwest Indiana, currently developing the premier center for spiritual growth and education in NWI with meditation walks and retreat house events. Learn more and support the growing movement at unitynwi.org. Once again, I am your host, Keela Parkinson, and we are talking to Ben Hollis of Wild Chicago fame. Some of you may remember that show, and that show, uh, he was one of the founders of that show, one of the original hosts. You were the original host of that show, correct, Ben? Awesome. And um, and, and it's, it's got its own life, right? And it's so much fun. And I think there was one before that called Ben Loves Chicago, right? That was... Ben after. After. Interesting. Okay, very fun, right? So, so much fun stuff. And there, you know, there... There was a COVID version of this whole wild exploration thing recently, right? So there's, this is, it's got its own little life and this is something that Ben has given to the world. And recently then, during this COVID unprecedented pandemic time, dun, 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 he did this (laughs) wonderful film called The Treasure. And this film is about inner exploration. And so would you like to tell our listeners now a little bit more about what started this excavation process that you went within, to share without, to help us all go within, to go without. Mm. Mm. Beautifully uh, set up. I love the word excavation. Mm. I feel uh, I, I feel emotional. I love it. I love it. Yeah, this, is, this is like my Oprah moment. <laughs> we do need some video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's so awesome because uh, I'm I, I am known as the Wild Chicago guy, and this movie is, uh, it makes me more vulnerable than I guess I've ever been on, mm. on camera. And I, <laughs> all at my own hands, you know, I didn't. Right. I didn't no work. one made you do this. <laughs> no one, no. And I didn't hire somebody. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I, I definitely do feel like I'm receiving direction from uh, higher higher uh, divine mind kind of stuff or higher power and so this is this is where I was sent and so anyway the, you know uh, I, I'll, I'll take I'll take you back to 2008 and we had a big crash mm. and um, you know that flipped me out like everybody else I guess and uh, I sought some kind of uh, comfort in spiritual things, and um, I started. And I also was drawn to the poetry of Walt Whitman, the great American poet, who I loved in college. Mm. And uh, Walt Whitman, in my book, is famous for saying, "I celebrate myself," and uh, he talks about. No, leaning and looking at a blade of grass, you know, and just like taking it all in, and um, and and reading. And he also said, "I, what is it? I, 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 I have all the the multitudes are within me." You know, he's like mm, he's, right. He embodies everything and everybody in all creation, as I think we all do. And it was just so powerful, and I, I just thought, man, this guy's this guy's giving me comfort somehow. Yeah. And and for some reason, I thought, why don't I? Like, who who am I? You know, just just the big question. Anytime something big like pandemics or crashes come, yes, I think it's a very natural thing to go. Oh my God, who am I really? Like yes. that's what came up when this. So I'm going to take us up now to. 2000, uh, 2020, 2020, and um, I realized uh, I had all these videos that I had shot in 2009. So 2008, the economic downturn happened. Mm-hmm. I asked myself, who am I? Mm-hmm. And I came up with this idea. Why don't I go around and talk to people very close to me in my life and ask them, who am I? <laughs> who do you think I am? <laughs> Not who do you think you are? Yeah, you know, but, yeah. But who? I think I know who I am. At least I can talk about it. 
Um, but it may be very different from how you see me. And I mean, I, I, I grant that, no problem. And then the other question is, is there some other kind of who I am in the middle that mm. I don't even know about? Yeah. It might reveal itself in a process like this. So I went to uh, a reunion of a bunch of college friends, which was very close. That was in Washington, D.C., very close to Philadelphia, where another very good friend was living, and my first girlfriend lived there. And I ultimately talked to my mother in Vermont, and I asked these people, who am I? So, they, and I knew there was something there. Yes. I didn't know how it was going to unfold. It was hours of material, but I just didn't have time to, to get to it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to turn them all into like three minute videos. Okay. Which might've been smarter. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was so fun to watch though. I, uh, I got, I got a little sneak peek at it and I'm very yeah. excited. It was so fun to watch. And I think that people are really going to identify with it, even though it's all about someone else's life. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, so, uh, when the, when the pandemic hit, uh, I'll tell you, my honest, uh, my honest reaction was when I heard the uh, stay-at-home order, I went, hey, this is going to be good. Yeah, right? <laughs> a lot of people I, did. I admit that. You yeah. Know, a lot of us that thought that, too. Mm -hmm. So, because uh, my life is, you know, it's a lot of working by myself, mm. solitary, and I like I like spending time with myself and a good companion. So, um, but it took me, it took me a few weeks to realize that this time I always said I didn't have yes. to do that project, that specific project, I have the time for now. Nice. Now is the time. So I pulled those tapes down, uh, did what we call digitizing. I got them into the computer. And started playing around with the first interview. What was the first interview? I think it was uh, it was my first college roommate story, and uh, just started piecing it together, making a story, and going to the next one, the next one. And I had it was so awesome because I was doing this in a very different way than I'd ever done another, almost any other project. Um, I wasn't thinking about walking down the, the red carpet at the Oscars while I was right. making a little movie. Yeah, different end goal. Yeah. yeah, okay. I, I thought, just let me take direction one baby step at a time. Mm. I don't know if it's a 10-minute movie. I don't know whether it's a 30-second movie. I don't know whether it's a five-hour movie. I, but I'm just going to go to see what happens. And, and I came up with this movie. So... Um, and, and, you know, by definition, because I'm asking all these people, who am I, I'm, I have to look at the question again. And to me, the movie was, it was important to sort of illustrate that the making of the movie was as important as the, the content of the questions and the interviews. Like, and I think I, you can tell me what your experience was, but I, I tried to, like, clue the viewer in on where I was in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 if there is a spoiler alert, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> but the end, in in light of the title, the treasure mm -hmm. reveals what the treasure is for me, at least up to this point in my life. And it was very, uh, I, I'd say, surprising. Not in a way like, uh, well, I never thought of that before. More like. Oh, I've heard I've heard plenty of people say this, but mm -hmm. I never felt it on as deep a you know visceral level as I did at the end of the movie. That that fit. In fact, it wasn't called the treasure at first. Oh. First, whatever it was called first, but one of the titles later was "Tell Me Who I Am." Yeah, <laughs> which it, I think yeah. is a good title. Yeah, right. But you know, I, I, truth be told, I like the treasure because mm -hmm. it kind of reminded me of the secret. Yes. And I, and I did, I did uh, think about uh, the secret. Yes, right. Millions, you know. So, 
maybe the imagery of the poster mm-hmm. could be reminiscent, could be kind of secrety. Secret, and, secret, uh, yeah. And not not have Ben's face all over it or Kiss helmet <laughs> or something. Yeah, the Kiss helmet. <laughs> just distrust. You know, there's a lot of trust here. This will reach the people it's meant to reach. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I do want to just say to, to anyone who's listening, uh, I, I'm so grateful that you're here listening to this right now. And if any of this appeals to you, this, I, I would be delighted that, that you come see the movie somehow. But just get in touch with Keela or me. It's not going to be a, a massive release in the AMC right. as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, not but, yet I, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but we can get it to you. That's right. That's right. And so actually there's going to be um, a, a invitation only um, sneak exclusive sneak preview this weekend that I get to help host with you, which I'm very right. excited about. That's right. Yeah. And so if, right. if anybody's lis- inter- listening and interested in that, then please do definitely uh, get a hold of Ben or me. You can find us on our Facebook page. The show's Facebook page is facebook.com slash tune in mindful radio you can reach out to us in any way there and um so if you're connected to me on facebook of course reach out to me directly or ben directly if you're connected to him or how else can people reach you directly ben for this invitation or other questions or ideas to share with you oh, certainly, um, <laughs> free therapy just I'm kidding all over, i'm all over facebook yeah uh, now I know everybody is not right. Uh, so what 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 other options do we have? What are, yeah. is there an email that's a we good? You could certainly send me an email. Sure. Yeah. Go go wild with Ben. Go wild with Ben. I love it. Gmail Okay. Yeah. Easy to remember. And so you know the thing too that I think is really interesting is you. I think you just briefly mentioned uh, the what's it like to be you program that you host which you've been doing you started this in the 90s when everything was corporate events right i was in that world back then too i was doing speech writing for corporate events so i was behind the scenes and you were up front being the guy (laughs) sometimes i wrangled talent so i may have you know if our paths would have crossed i would have met you that way uh i met you later in chicago in a different way right but um so uh yeah that's a world I'm familiar with also. And I love this because when you said that, you said a line of like, hey, good luck and turn to your partner. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard that from other people I have coached and worked with. Like, <clears throat> it was pervasive. I love it. I love that that's that you like were teaching people how to build rapport with their clients, the client building relationship. And so creating this, what's it like to be you? And then you've done this great spinoff series for yourself this way for the public. Can you tell our listeners also a little bit about what's it like to be you, which is also still a program that you share to the world? Mm-hmm. What's it like to be you is a one-on-one exploration of what's it like to be you you know it's it's so it's so beautiful because the the title says what it is mm-hmm. and it was it once was called uh, what's your story mm-hmm. or be my guest be my and guest be that's my cute guest. disney kind of commandeered that so <laughs> yeah <laughs> can't with that that one but anyway um and uh, what's your story i discovered somebody else uh I was doing something very cool with video and uh, kind of um, life story videos, you know? Okay. What's it like to be you was was an idea that actually came to me by seeing Spalding Gray, mm. a great uh, storyteller, monologist, and actor, writer, deceased now, sadly. He did a program called Interviewing the Audience, Ooh. which is exactly what he did. And uh, I saw that back in the 80s, I believe, and I just thought, oh, man, i got to do that. And I managed to get in touch with him and thought I'd have to make some sort of big pitch, you know, to get his permission. And mm. all he said was, sure, man, do whatever you want. You know? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so uh, so Good I've, for been, him. I've been doing it. I think the first ones I did were probably like in 1992 or 93. And... Um, and it's all, and I begin with this, the same question every time. First question is, so, uh, what's it like to be you? Yeah. Oh, and there, there we go. But, um, I, yeah, so, I don't know what more to say. They're just, I've done them a lot of different yeah. places. I think one weird thing about what's it like to be you is, 
um, it works in so many different ways. It works. I've used it in nightclubs and theaters, church basements, living rooms, community centers, Jewish uh, singles club. Okay, that's <laughs> very diverse. Yeah. Any, any, and corporations too. Yes. And corporations as well, because it's a means by which we can connect with people fast just yes. by being human. <clears throat> and um, that, I think that has great value, particularly today. Uh, more and more uh, social media and, and digital and tech um, are doing great things. And one of the dangers is. Uh, they're so seductive, we might lose, and I think we are losing some ability gradually to be able to sit across a table or sit next to somebody mm. and look at them and ask them questions and tell them about ourselves and connect that way. Because uh, it's, it can be, that can be frightening if you're not used to that. There's a woman named... Um, uh, Turkle, Sherry Turkle, she's written a lot of books, and she studies this, she's a real sociologist, and she said what she found in her studies about kids using, and not just kids, all the general use of instant messaging and social media and all this stuff, is um, people, actually she was, she was talking about teenagers now, Mm. Teenagers are extraordinarily frightened of a real-time conversation, mm. particularly in person, because why? They don't know what's going to happen next. Ooh. They can't control what's going to happen. When you get an instant message, you get the hit, yes. which feels great, and then you also have a little bit of time, depending on what your parameters are, but how quick you think you need to get back to somebody. But you have time to compose something and send it back. With the telephone, young young people today don't seem to use the telephone much for talking. Right? Not for talking. It's just for texting, right? Yeah. 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 And, so, and we can see the appeal, right? Because <clears throat> it's the same thing. Like, you know, if you wanted to really, when, you know, it, before all of this tech that was so instantaneous, if we wanted to convey a message to someone that was truly heartfelt and we wanted to go the right way to control our scenario, we would write a letter, right? I'm just going to put it in words then so I don't mess this one up, right? And then they yeah. can't respond back and it's out there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Similarly, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, I thought that was really fascinating that her simply her collecting data data from people mm -hmm. and the data said people are uncomfortable and afraid of these of not being able to control what's going to happen and uh, if you live like that you're going to miss out you, you'll, you'll definitely avoid some pain yes you'll avoid a lot of good stuff too yes and growth especially right we'll, yeah. we'll avoid a lot of growth listeners you are listening to my conversation with ben hollis on tune in radio for your mind body <clears throat> excuse me and soul i am your host keila parkinson and our show is underwritten in part today by kiki productions inc communications coaching teaching exercises to help you cycle out of fight or flight in the moment with a mission to create individual harmony to add peace to the world kiki productions inc's philosophy is when you are confident focused and authentic with your message you are a magnet to those you wish to attract share the love at coach kiki kiki.com you are listening to us on WVLP 103.1 FM in Valparaiso, Indiana, or perhaps on WVLP.org, or perhaps on our podcast form at your listening convenience at anchor.fm slash tune in mindful radio. And I am interviewing Ben Hollis, and we're talking about all these great gifts he's given to the world of himself and his perspective through this lens, literally and figuratively, that he has on the world. And so it's an interesting take on mindfulness today because we're talking about a lot of ways he has helped different people explore themselves, explore their connection to the world um, through a, and explore different parts of the world, such as in the wild Chicago, uh, which is his he, one of his biggest claim to fame. So you got three Emmys for that, is that right? Three Emmy? Great. 
three for Wild Chicago, three for Ben Love Chicago. Love it. And two other ones for other, you know, one-timer projects. Wow, man. That's pretty impressive. I, yeah, just that's really impressive. <laughs> that's awesome. But, I love it. it. You know, in a spiritual uh, realm, everything's a spiritual realm. But yeah. The, one, one way that I look at the whole thing with, with the TV career is um, – what an unbelievably uh, crazy stroke of, of grace it all was. Uh, it, you know, I did not work my tail off mm. to get, get that job. It really did. It was serendipity because I was busy looking for something else. And somebody said, hey, you got to meet this guy, Channel 11. And I was trying to get a job in L.A. at the time. Uh-huh. And, I, and that, that, that. Uh, transfer of information took place in Los Angeles. And huh. I said to the guy, I'm so funny. I'm, I'm <laughs> moving here. I don't, I'm not talking to anybody <laughs> in Chicago, but of course I had to go back to Chicago mm. to, uh, regrouping. And I, and I met connected me. The guy was John Davies. Okay. And, and the place was channel 11. And all of a sudden we're talking about, Hey, why don't you and I work together and create a TV show? So yeah, the other thing about this is, these, these things happened over 30 years ago, folks, yeah. and they are still paying dividends today. And when I say dividends, I don't mean money. I mean, like, goodwill, happiness. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, it's, and it's what it's why I uh, so um, appreciate now, and, and, and it turns into gratitude and humility, because I know I didn't make it happen. Um, and uh, just, just the wonder, the wonder that I did those. Oh, I said that back then, I didn't understand the value of what I was doing. Right. I I minimized. I minimized my gifts as a person who could uh, have fun and bring some light to a situation. It didn't seem serious enough, right, mm. or profound or something. Today. This, I think well, many of us, the longer you live, the more you realize how how valuable it is to have some lightness come in, you know, like to have a little laugh at something. Heck, that's why people watch TV and seek and seek all kinds of ways to distract. Reminds me of this other, I'm going to show my age here, but Jack, Jack Brickhouse was the Cubs announcer for years and years and years. Now, I remember when I was a kid, a little snot nosed 12 year old <laughs> and uh and he would he would i just moved to chicago from new york and everything was new york to me i love new york mm -hmm. i hate chicago get, yeah get sure that. yeah like, right yeah it's the wild chicago yeah chicago that's right interesting just i was just a kid i was, right. I was angry that i got pulled out of my hometown mm -hmm. in uh, scarsdale new york and I was—I turned my nose up at all things Chicago, particularly the Chicago Cubs. Oh boy! And particularly <laughs> anything associated. Who hiss right? Yeah. Jack Brickhouse <laughs> was like, "Oh, get me out of here! This guy. Oh man, this guy is such a like nerd or something." <laughs> and he always used to say, "So welcome to the broadcast, and you know, just be with us for a couple hours." Sit back, let all your troubles. Ah, <laughs> I love it. Just forget about your troubles and enjoy the ball game. Mm. And that is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had his finger on the pulse of yeah. what he was doing, and he knew the value of it. He knew the need, and he knew that he was the purveyor, along with the Cubs, of this elixir. You know, so. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Okay, so now I have a, a an inkling, having just watched the movie, right? That you just yeah. that you just made called The Treasure. I have an inkling of like kind of what chokes you up about this, right? So, do you want to sort of let the listeners in on like what it is that chokes you up about this, about this this moment? There's sort of like vertical time moment you're having with this memory, right, of Jack yeah. Brickhouse. Well, uh, I, I bet there are multiple strands. Mm. One, uh, one is doing this work, uh, this work I did in, in the movie, you know, daring 
daring to um, follow my interest in looking at my own life and then seeing it appreciated mm. is very powerful. Because um, I, I, I've spent a lot of years and time trying to fight off or make fun of the fact that I enjoy my own company so much <laughs> or, or that I think I'm so interested. Mm. And, and it's, you know, that's <laughs> right there. There could be some, I'm sure there's somebody listening then thinking like, oh, this guy's so full of himself. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm full of myself and myself is, you know, I contain multitudes. Yeah, right. But so do you. Right. And um, I really believe that uh, if more people could realize their own goodness, their own magic, their own um, incredible beauty, uh, why, why in the world would we have wars or fights of any mm. kind if, if we didn't feel like we had anything to defend? And uh, yeah, and we and we wouldn't. I don't think, you know, but it's that's that's like, it's like wishing for the moon because we are human beings. We are yeah. Homo sapiens. Yep. I have a delicate nervous system. Mm. I, you know, I, 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 I. But anyway, so but why why be choked up about this? Because I, I feel like I'm really being uh, directed in a way that uh, that's beautiful and that. I was given courage to proceed, and also the joy. You know, it's it's their tear is really a joy when they come up. Um, I call it getting juicy. I like you know? it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sobbing because I'm sad about anything. <laughs> right. Uh, this is, you know, juicy means alive. Mm -hmm. You know, think of think of a grapefruit or something. You know these. They're, they're succulent and full of life. So anyway, uh, to to be able to proceed in in new ways too that are not um, not um, anchored or, or held held back by by a lot of ego. See, that's the weird thing. It's like I I made a movie about myself, which intrinsically could look like such a selfish pursuit and and yet I'm not kidding when I said and I and it helped me discover that uh, the, the treasure the treasure is not not just me it's it's the, the capital I you know the mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. um, which is all, you know all this con con even called consciousness uh, a guy I know, I don't know him from YouTube, he's a spiritual teacher named Rupert Spira, S-P-I-R-A. And he said, the religious word for this is God, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but there, there's also the word beauty, uh, goodness, mm. you know, consciousness, awareness. They all, they all mean the same thing. And, in his book, and I'm 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 on board just because it feels true to me. It's like I am part of something way bigger. Mm. I, I did I did a video for a school, a Catholic school, and their theme was be a part of something greater. Mm. So, you know, as as buttoned down or traditional as spirituality or religious group as the Catholics espouse the exact same thing. As the most mystical thing that <laughs> Eckhart Tolle or Deepak right? Chopra can talk about, be a part of something greater, you know. And guess what? You already are. That's right. It's, Whether it's, you it's recognize it or not, realization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's as a lifetime of work. So you know, here I am, six, almost sixty-seven, and uh, it's more meaningful to me than ever. Mm, yeah, because you have a birthday coming up, right? This, this yeah. birthday thing was a big theme, a big inspiration there, right? And so um, for yeah, the movie right. that you just did, yeah, that's right. So so congratulations on that one. And um, 
seriously, this what you've said is so profound. Listeners, you are listening to Tune In Radio for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. I am your host, Keila Parkinson, and we are broadcasting from the Vale of Paradise in Valparaiso, Indiana, 103.1 FM on WVLP. We also stream around the world at WVLP.org. And our show, Tune In, has a podcast version for your listening convenience, which you can find directly at anchor.fm slash Radio, or you can find it on your favorite podcast app. So we also want to let you know that our show is underwritten in part by Unity of Northwest Indiana, currently developing the premier center for spiritual growth and education in NWI with meditation walks and retreat house events. Learn more and support the growing movement at unitynwi.org. We are in the final quarter of our show. Can you believe it? It goes by so quickly, doesn't it? And we are talking with Ben Hollis about this great new film. The show often features a book. We often talk about a book that connects to our guest. And today, we're not talking about a book. We're talking about a book you're going to watch with your eyes. This great story of the life of Benjamin Randolph Hollis. Did I get that right? My mother said she wanted to name her sons in case they ever became president. Oh, I love it. That's a good one. That sounds, I, I love it, right? I can picture you with like a little ponytail, like it was the 1860s when you were president somehow. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, and, and Ben Hollis is here to talk about this great, wonderful um, film that he's released that there's a sneak preview of this weekend. If you're interested in getting an invitation to that, you can reach out to the show. You can reach out to Ben directly. Uh, we're going to give you, before we close out here, other ways that you can reach uh, either one of us directly for that event. And you can see The Treasure, which is a wonderful show. It's, a, it's not too long of a movie. How many minutes does it run? It's uh, 87 minutes. So not too long, just over, like, not even an hour and a half, right? This is great yeah. movie that uh, that really I think you get very sucked into. And it's, of course, well-produced, and it's a lot of fun, and um, you get to really get to know. Of course, to me, it was very interesting because I was getting to know Ben as a human in a deeper way than um, I ever have before. And I, you might guess from my position in the world, love to interview people and get to know them, right? So this is very fascinating to me. But you know what I think that you might find interesting, Ben, is to hear from this viewer that when I watched the show, I felt like you had somehow gotten into my mind. (laughs) I was like, boom, I'm getting insight after insight. This is amazing, right? Wow. I have a struggle. I have a struggle personally that has been happening since um, about a year ago when I went to Sedona and I was hiking through the Coconinos and it was this wonderful, amazing, amazing experience. And I had this sort of message that I just needed to just put the ego and the personality aside, that the personality is a whole thing of its own, right? That it helps connect me to the world, but it's not me. And I was like, well, who am I without this personality, right? And I practiced, I spent a few days just being very quiet, you know? And I felt like I couldn't really connect. They didn't know how, people didn't know how to connect with me, right? Now, on the other hand, I had been just a few months before that to a silent retreat that was meditation-based, and it was everyone there was in silence together. And in that moment, I had a moment where there, there was another author there who's going to be on the show soon, so listeners, stay tuned for that one. And I was... I knew I saw his bag next to him. We had we we're getting ready to go into closing ceremonies, and I saw his hiking bag next to him. And I knew he was going to take off after the after the the end of the event. He wasn't going to be around for breakfast the next day, or we could talk. Right? That's what I I thought when I my interpretation. So I thought, oh my gosh, I can't miss a chance to like connect with him and say that you know I, I really wanted to have him on the show sometime. Or at the time, I was doing uh, blog interviews, and so I I just wrote on my business card like you know guest blog or interview question mark and I just handed it to him right and in the silence still but kind of breaking the rules a little bit right being personality and he saw all of it you know and then I handed him a copy of his book and and like and a pen with a, with my eyebrows up you know and he and he bowed to me and he signed my book and I didn't get a chance to look at the inscription until I got home from the weekend trip and when I read it I was like oh yeah what did he write to me I never looked at it because we went into our next event right and I looked at it and it said something about it was the most beautiful loving inscription I've ever gotten from uh, from an author and it was um, something about even in silence the light and beauty shines through blah 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 this whole thing right and it was like how he had felt this connection with me and we had never exchanged a word and I just was like Oh, look at that, right? And so contrasting how in the day-to-day world, people couldn't seem to connect with me at all in the silence, but when we were all in silence together, the connection was profound. 
And so once again, here's this ironic moment where you and I are talking with words about this <laughs> to people who are probably just driving their cars or washing their dishes or uh -huh. right, <laughs> scrolling yeah. email and avoiding work. <laughs> Yeah. And and I want to say there is this um, without a spoiler right there's this one iconic moment in the movie where you have the opportunity to interview your mother about her perspective on you with her psychiatrist as the camera person also interjecting questions <laughs> about the family dynamic yeah. while you're exploring how not to be a narcissist, right? And you're having this actual conversation. And it was this, I, this cosmic moment that just occurred. And I just was like, what the heck? That is the best. <laughs> and it's just life, right? Just life. <laughs> this was meant for you, Kayla. So oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> that was so good. I love this. I love this movie so much. And I think other people are going to love it also. And you have done so much to give to the world. And so, you know, we're talking about mindfulness on this show. And I think that introspection can be a form of mindfulness because when we are willing to see ourselves from a very meta perspective, we can become much more present to the greater world around us. So I want to thank you for that gift again. And we still have about 10 more minutes. So I want to know yeah. more things that you think, either lessons you learned from doing this movie or themes you've seen. Um, I know we're not going to give away the total treasure that you get to excavate at the end, but um, is right. there anything else that in the next 10 minutes or so you really want to guide our listeners to know and understand and get excited for? Um, can we pause? Yeah, I was going to say, no me? pressure. You mean, you mean to actually pause? Yeah, <laughs> All right. Gonna, we're going to, we're going to take a pause. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to secretly script something. We'll see you on just on the other <laughs> side. Starting now. Okay, starting now. We are back, and here we go. I know I don't do a countdown, do I? This is this is where I'm not a videographer. <laughs> we got okay. our ducks in a row. I like I like I really actually respect and admire that Ben wanted to make sure he had permission to share certain things. So so please share what you were asking permission to share. Hmm. Towards the end of the, it's really at the very end of the movie. Um, I'm. Uh, I, well, I'm surprised, and there's 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 surprise throughout the movie. Uh, I, I love you calling out, calling out, you know, like the amazingness of the situation where I was speaking to my mother <laughs> about me and how I was brought into the world. And oh, who's our guest cameraman? <laughs> my mother's psychologist, who just happened to drop by this day. You know, he does. He actually makes house calls. That's great. And that was just so genius. <laughs> Robert Valancourt, God mm. bless him. So anyway, uh, there are a lot of surprises, and a lot of, and then one big surprise. Oh, oh, good. I was like, "What's that coming from?" Cat. It's my cat. Oh, the cat. I, I, I should know that sound. Yeah. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> so, uh, a big surprise was um, at towards the end of the movie. I, I, I haven't, you know, I make there's a realization that, that comes to me. That's that's part of what we won't reveal. Yes, now. right. Yes. But in in the in the wash of that, you know, in the, in the amazingness of that, uh, I take the camera with me to my morning qu quiet time, meditation time, and I say, you know, I wanted in, in an effort to hold on to, to this moment, which is already there's there's my little mm. human being getting in there yes. trying to hold on tight to mm -hmm. this inspiration but I did it and I and I thought so hold on I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this blanket over my head <laughs> which is also <laughs> symbolic of like mm. separation you know? yes but nonetheless the the larger power got through and and the and and I just and I don't even remember whether that was a reenactment or mm. it was I think the audio the audio was 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 happening in in real time you know and what i said was to to grasp to be aware of my part in this huge cosmos yes. that words have no ability to, uh, to to paint a picture really but just to know it is utterly 
mind-blowing and, and beautiful, and I wish the same for you. Mm. That's, I, tr I, was, I do remember, like, what's the perfect little button for this, you know? And there was no perfect button. All I thought was, I wish you could feel this too, folks. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. <laughs> that, that's about as straight as I can be in line. Yeah. So my hope is that, you know, you can have some kind of experience the way, you know, approached anything like what you talked about, you were, God, holy cow. Oh, and I remember the one thing I wanted to say for sure is that we've learned, you know, um, we've known each other from before in, in some public speaking realms. Mm -hmm. And I've heard this idea in other places too. And the idea is what comes from the heart touches the heart. Mm, that's right. Mm -hmm. And this movie came from my heart, i.e. from something much bigger than my heart, of course. And here's where I step into the unknown. I don't know if it's going to touch another person's heart. I do know it touched your heart, yeah. which is enough for me. <laughs> nice. That's nice. Oh, I love it. I'm so, I'm so grateful to share, um, to share this experience, um, with you and to be able to talk with you about this experience in so many ways. I feel, um, I feel very grateful and I feel moved by your movement and I love that. And I, you know, that I want to say to listeners too, because, um, so last week our show featured laughter yoga with Tanaz Bamboat and what a great follow-up to that, to have this where, uh, our previous show where I mentioned Ben, um, I know I may have mentioned you a couple of times on here, but I definitely have mentioned that um, the episode, I think we actually played, I remember getting your permission to play an episode of Humans Anonymous, right? So we're circling back to that that opener there with um, where you talk about getting juicy, right? And how it's okay and things that can make you get juicy may even just be like watching a war movie, right? That you watched when you were a kid and, and it could be the gravity of war in general that's getting you juicy or it could be self-reflection of like childhood moments in front of the tv right and like or it could be a combination of all those things and um you know uh maybe i maybe i'm filling in a little bit more about that based on some things i just watched here but um but i think that's so special so i want you to know that you are special and i want listeners to know that we are all special he's laughing i love it <laughs> we're all special right we're all special because we're all one now let's we're hugging we're doing the we're gonna sing kumbaya at the end no we're not really going to but this really this this movie the treasure is so wonderful and if once again we want to let you know if you would like to get an exclusive invitation to the sneak peek uh that's happening on saturday february 13th right the day before valentine's how cool is that um and if you're listening to this after the fact we'll just still go ahead and reach out to ben or to me in any way to find out ways that you might be able to see this this series because who knows what's happening with this film after this so um it's a once right. a wonderful wonderful thing so uh, tell people one hey, more time the e the email address where they can connect with you directly yes yes you want to send me a note send it to go wild with ben at gmail.com excellent Ben Hollis, we only have two minutes left. It has been really wonderful to have you here on the show. And um, I thank you for your support and all of these things. And so now I'm going to put you on the spot one last time. <laughs> I'm going to ask you. I know, I know, right? It sounds like I'm closing, right? But here I go again. I'm going to ask you to, uh, to share with us something um, it can either be profound or funny or maybe an experience you have with mindfulness because because here's something else I want to say. That show was very much to me like what my head does, monkey mind, during meditation, right? All yeah. of that, right? So that's sure. where I want yeah. to like just close it in. Like do you want to have like either a funny anecdote or something like that that you want to just close out with, like, you know, something that's about a minute? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Should I give you a second to pause again? Well <laughs> I'll take I'll take a stab at this. Cool. It's, it's kind of wild, but um, uh, this t ten years ago, uh, I I made a there was a big change in my life, and you would never I mean I wouldn't have thought this, but um, a friend of mine says I'm careful with what what goes into my mouth mm. and what comes out of my mouth. Nice. And for me. Um, I had a profound change. Uh, I had a story that 
where one day I stood, I stood, I came home, I, I went to the refrigerator like I always did first, no matter what, and looked at the fridge and nothing, nothing was right. You know, I didn't, didn't find what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted either. But, um, and then it just hit me. I, I realized, and I said it out loud, I don't know how to eat. Mm. And then, mm-hmm. and I was, that, that just, that, I had some, I had some sadness about that. Yeah. For sure. That was like this crazy awakening. Yeah. And then, um, and I realized like years later, after I'd been able to change uh, some ways of eating, that uh, if I don't know how to eat, I don't know how to live. Mm. Because eating in its proper place is fuel, sustenance, mm-hmm. life. And so, uh, who would have expected that? Uh, kind of um, uh, what the farmer does to the earth to prepare it for, for the, 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 uh, the harvest before the harvest even for the planting you gotta I guess till the, till the yes. land is more than a minute but mm-hmm. um, somehow eating differently has made a profound difference in my life and my receptivity mm. I think nice that is a surprise for sure, but a profound, a profound thing, you know, so. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I love it. So, so be, now we're going to send you all out with an exercise to eat mindfully. Thank you much, so much, Ben Hollis, for being a part of this episode and uh, namaste to you. And we will see you le- later, meditators. <laughs>